The Book Guys Show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. That's right. There's nothing wrong with our jingle. This is the Book Guys Show, live every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. We talk about books, audiobooks, audio dramas, and podcasts. Now, uh, for our uh, new listeners from No Agenda Stream and all their live listeners, my name is Paul Alves, and I am joined today by Greg Ott. Hello, everybody. Sir Jimmy. In the morning, everyone. And Jim Phillips. Uh, greetings and salutations, listeners. There you go. And I, I want to personally thank uh, Mr. John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry and Mr. Oil and Gitmo Slave for getting us on their stream and uh, letting us play with all their toys. And here we are. So, gentlemen, what's new this week? What's happened? I know, Greg, you've been watching the Golden Globes there. You're live blogging it over there. I am watching the live blog of the Golden Globes. My wife is in the basement watching it, and every time something really cool with uh, either Game of Thrones happens... I, I can hear the squeals of delight, so I'll be uh, keeping you guys up to date. So, and folks, have... if you if you hear a, a lady saying, oh, my God, that just means that uh, Ricky Gervais has pissed some more people off. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that all the time. He's Actually, I, I, I watched his uh, his monologue. It was, it was actually pretty good. I, I, I like G- Ricky Gervais. I think he's tremendously funny. He is, and, he uh, is of course. We've been, the writer I know of you the and I have been Ricky Gervais fans for quite a long time. Yes. And, and now, what are we? What are, uh, Chris is not here today. It's right. I got to mention that Chris Jager is ill, and he will return next week, live at nine thirty on Sunday. Um, I think he's got cold feet disease. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, microphoneitis. <laughs> it's not going to be the same without him. <laughs> uh, what are you guys reading this week? Uh, I've been uh, I've been going through. I finished a book that I'll talk about later, but uh, I've been reading a novel called Flat Screen by Adam Wilson. It's coming out in March and or in February. Sorry, and uh, it's about. Uh, it's about a, uh, it's the, it's the ultimate slacker novel. It's about a guy named Eli Schwartz. And I got to say about an eighth of the way in, I had laughed out loud twice. So, uh, I'll be bringing that one to the table probably next week. Anything on uh, your nightstands awesome. or your Kindles? Um, I have a nice leather bound copy of, uh, the printed version of all the emails that you sent this week in anticipation of this first <laughs> live show. It's, uh, I'm almost, I'm almost halfway through it. Well, we we were we were going to review a book called uh, "Emails from an A Hole," so maybe we could uh, review my emails next week. I'll, I'll, I'm just kidding. Just kidding I'll be I'll be looking forward to hearing your uh, review of that next week, Greg. That's right. You can review all the emails from the my initial the review is less than positive. <laughs> oh, so so we might not get to that. Okay. Uh, 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 Mister Phillips, how you that. doing? What's new? Good times. Mr. Phillips, what do you got going on? I, I have a fresh electronic copy of Starfish by Peter Watts, uh, which I paid nothing for. Very nice. Thanks, th- thanks to Mr. Watts. And uh, I believe, is that one not a science fiction? It is science fiction. It's a... Uh, science fiction. Hadn't used that one in a while. Dystopian science fiction at the bottom of the ocean. Nice. Off- it's off to a pretty decent start. Um, I really like what he's done with it because it's a it's a three it's the first book in a three book series. Uh, and for all our listeners out here out there who have any interest in science fiction, the entire series is available uh, free PDF download uh, from Peter Watts's website. So you can go out there and grab it and 
print out yeah. your own copy if you're crazy or you know, throw it on your e-reader or your phone or tablet or you know, right there on your desktop. And, That's great. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll put a sh- uh, link in the uh, show notes for the podcast and on the website. We'll post the story with the, uh, the link to his site. So, uh, so far, you're enjoying it? So far, I'm enjoying it. I have some criticisms, but we'll get into that at some point once I finish it, I'm sure. So. And uh, Sir Jimmy watching the chat room. Uh, how's it going in there so far? Is anyone, uh, any death threats yet? Or No, no, <laughs> just some people saying they're having some trouble with the stream, but, uh, you know, it's Noobs. just... It's probably just Zach Man having yeah, you know, Zach, Man. Zach Man problems. You know, he's he's on his, like, uh, Palm 3E trying to connect, and it's not working because it has no internet. He said he has a handspring visor. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. This is not that, you know, we're, we try to keep it uh, non-explicit most weeks. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I've I've got a book called uh, Crush It, and uh, this one was uh, recommended to me by uh, Sir, uh, not Sir Charles, but uh, Charles uh, McFall, the Big C, uh, recommended to me and uh, got me a copy of that. And um, it's a self help book. We don't have a jingle for it yet, and I know uh, one of our listeners, Taryn Santos, and uh, his wife Kasha, two of our listeners, they always wanted to us to you know touch on some self-help books and this is one of those um this one's written by gary vaynerchuk now if if you like wines and uh you live in the states you definitely know who gary vaynerchuk is uh he's been he's been in the wall street journal gq he's been on time uh, appeared on uh, conan o'brien been on ellen etc etc uh he's described as the first wine guru of the youtube era uh he basically did a, a Five days a week, Monday through Friday, he would, uh, from Wine Library, uh, his office, which is his, his company that he's built from like, you know, $1 million a year company up to a $60 million at one time, probably more now. Uh, so he, he took Wine Library online in 2006. And uh, he just started with a podcast, grabbed a crappy mic. Uh, sound familiar, guys? We just, you know, got the wrong stuff, didn't matter. Got his voice out there, got a crappy camera, and just started talking about wine every day, day in, day out. And uh, his successful promotion of himself and his podcast has led directly to success in his wine business. Uh, and now, I know that not all of our listeners are in wine business, but uh, I highly recommend this book for anyone who is running any kind of business, or even if you're just running a blog or a podcast, or you want to build up any kind of brand online. And it's not one of those self-help help books where the guy just preaches to you for you know six hours, not a rah-rah, makes you feel good for two days, and then... You know, you forget all about having read it. He actually gives like uh, real tips on how to actually promote your brand, how to use Twitter and Facebook and all these other strange things. And I'm still, I have like a notepad I kept while listening to it. I still haven't signed up to most of these social media things. And uh, you know how important uh, the voice is on an audio book. And his is awesome. Uh, Not only is he really enthusiastic about his topic, but his New York accent really makes it fun to listen to, you know, and uh, I have a short clip from the book somewhere over here uh, and it'll give you a little taste and it's, it's only like two minutes and he actually explains what his book's all about. What you need to know in this book, I'll explain step by step, how to use all the social networking tools on the internet to take whatever it is that rocks your world, the activity that you would do every minute if you could, the topic that you just can't shut up about, the product that you would like to put in everyone's hand and build it into not just a business, but a powerful personal brand that makes you all the money and more important, 
brings you all the happiness you could ever want. For those of you already living your passion, but hungry to boost your business even further, you'll find some fresh ideas on how to do that. As will anyone interested in developing a strong brand identity for an already existing product or service. Among the topics we'll cover, how to correctly channel your passion into a blog followed by thousands of people interested in consuming your personal brand. What real hustle looks like. How to get the attention of advertisers itching to give you a portion of their billion dollars in ad revenue. Why building a personal brand through social media is crucial to professional survival and advancement no matter what field you're in. Yes, I'm talking to you lawyers. Why you should make plans to grow your business around your personal brand and leave your current job even if you're happily employed. How social networking gives you the data you need to find the next social trend and financial opportunity. Why savvy social networkers are great cocktail party guests and how you can become one too. How to monetize your interaction with every person you talk to online. The best marketing strategy ever. Where to fish for diverse sources of revenue. How companies should use social networks to shape their story and strengthen their brand. How to build legacy, which is always greater than currency and the mortar to a successful, lasting brand and business. Social media give entrepreneurs and businesses an unprecedented chance to engage with their customers and communicate their message. Those who can harness their passion to the unbelievable reach and power of these tools are in a position to crush it on a level the world has never seen. There you go, and that's how you can crush it. Now, um, you can get this book free, of course, gentlemen, at bookguys.ca slash audible. Now, we're going to be slowly changing all of our links and uh, logos and whatnot for the show, and uh, we're now all-inclusive of all the book guys. Uh, But at the same time, crush it. Great book. Check it out. Gentlemen, libraries and e-books. Moving on. Libraries and e-books. Libraries and e-books. Something we've discussed in in depth in the past. And uh, recently, let me just bring up my notes here. I know I have notes here somewhere. Uh, This is from, uh, from yesterday. The uh, the Washington Post uh, reported, and we're just going to talk about it, that's why I'm not putting it in the book news, it's a bit of a long item, uh, reported Saturday that in Maryland, for example, uh, the state's library doubled their total of copyright ebooks available to fewer than 10,000 titles in the past two years, uh, while the number of ebook checkouts statewide nearly quadrupled. So the the growth of actual digital books in the libraries and digital books in the real world, or sorry, in the world outside the library, I mean, the library is the real world, um, are, are, are half. And uh, they say that the problem is twofold, according to the Washington Post. Libraries' budgets are pinched, and some book publishers, such as Simon & Schuster, uh, are fearing a loss of revenue to pirating and uh, refuse to make the titles available to libraries. So the fear now, Greg, is that, you know, you can... It's, it's a lot easier for you, uh, for someone to hack a DRM'd library file than it is to sit there and photocopy, you know, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and, you know. Right. But should they not be fearing that those people who want to get hacked versions of DRM content would not just go to other sources that actually going to the library, getting a library card, downloading it through their right. system, which may not be the best way to do it on the internet to begin with, 
and then going through the process of having to remove the DRM themselves. If those people actually want the content, the content is available out there anyways. Right. You and I both know that if we want a book, if we wanted to go and get it illegitimately, we could go and get it. I would right. not go through the trouble of going through my public library system and then running a program, on, hacking it, so that it would be mine. I think you're absolutely That's, right. And, and not only that, but they're also claiming that, and here's the quote, uh, U.S. government departments and agencies have been hacked. Uh, this is a quote from Albert Greco, a professor at the Fordham University that specializes in publishing. He says, if they can be hacked, think about the local public library in Alexandria, Virginia. The odds are its firewall is not as good as the Defense Department. And I think you're absolutely oh. right. These people are out to lunch. I'm not going to go hack a library, and never mind one in Virginia. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but people can just go to, I'm not going to give out the website names, but there are websites where people already have ha these these books up. And I, th you know, I'm starting to think that maybe they're not so scared of, of, of hacking or piracy. I think they're just delaying putting their digital books in the library because they know that Amazon, iTunes, and other bookstores are going to come out renting books on the cheap. And, I, and I'm kind of fearing for the library at this point because if Amazon, you know, put let's say it's 10 bucks a month and you can rent the same books that are in your local library. I don't know if it's winter. It's... It's and the same as any other media where you can the, the people who provide the content cannot cannot uh, just automatically assume that their consumers are all hackers and thieves. You have to give people respect and and as such you have to allow people to to access the content in whichever way is easiest for them. Absolutely, and, and they're driving people sometimes to piracy. But uh, exactly, same as same as videos, same with cassettes, same as as we've we, every other piece of of uh, content that we've had. No, no, every piece of technology has been been cracked. Every piece of technology has been cracked, and it's been available for people to to pirate. And yet, these companies are still around. Twenty five years after CDs came out, yeah, they're still there. They're still there. Absolutely. Well, let me let me ask you guys. Let me kind of play a little devil's advocate here. Given that you know the, these same publishers who are not you know putting their ebooks in the libraries, and that's certainly the case around here. The ebook selection from uh, all of our libraries is absolutely pathetic. Right. Um, <laughs> so you know, far, but but all of their content you know is cheaply and easily available. I mean. You know, they're, they're still selling everything on Amazon, you know, or the Barnes & Noble. You, know, you can get it for your Nook. You can get it for all that stuff. So why bother putting it? Why bother putting eBooks through the library? What's the point? That, that, that's, that goes back to my point. I think it's not so much that they're afraid of uh, – that might just be what they're saying is that they're afraid of, uh, of hacking. No one's going to hack into the library. Some, you know, the average teenager, the average 13-year-old in, the, in their bedroom – isn't hacking the library system, especially one in Virginia, you know, or in Langley, right? They're, what they're doing is going to a website that already has the books on them and downloading them illegally, right? So I really think that they're just waiting and seeing what happens, and maybe uh, there could come a time when a lot of publishers just won't won't sell to libraries. And I'm serious about that. But why not sell to a city that's going to purchase, you know, uh, maybe five or six, I don't know how many copies of a of a, a paperback book or a hardcover book that each uh, library branch is going to sell. But if you open it up to the cities, the municipalities, you could sell hundreds of thousands of copies if they're managed and not loaned 
en masse, if there is a certain amount of digital copies that have an expiry and have to be, re- you know, right. but, quote but, unquote, electronically, but they have yet to develop returned. DRM that that hasn't been defeated. That's I think that's their whole point. When they say that's, hacking, it's it's you downloading a program that says hack all the Toronto library uh, system files, you know, or hack EPUBs or whatever. You know, people find that stuff online and they remove the DRM. Maybe- it has something to do with the built-in redundancy for paperback and hardcover books that they they do they are they know they're going to have to resell the books to the libraries eventually when they get you, ratty. You know, no, no, I mean, but you know, you, you just you just I mean, is that a small part of it? You just made a light bulb go off in my head though when you said paperback and hardcover books. Maybe it's it's this is kind of counterintuitive what I'm about to say, but maybe. They just don't want uh, the libraries to have hardcover and paperback books because they really want to get rid of that because it costs them so much for paper and printing that they're loving this ebook thing as long as they can get the price up, you know, and, and, and they want to jack the price up. But if you can go get them for free at the library with the library card, then that defeats them. They're, they're trying to build up the prices on the ebooks. I may be off base here, but we'll look into it. We'll see what happens. Could be interesting. Remember, gentlemen, uh, Blockbuster went out of uh, business last year, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, ebooks didn't come too much longer after online video three or four yeah, years afterwards. So we'll, we'll see in three, four years. Blockbuster to our, our local library. Blockbuster didn't go bankrupt because of lack of content or the, because film houses weren't interested in selling them. The they, went bankrupt they went bankrupt. Nobody went, in, of, went inside. Nobody, nobody went inside. Went nobody wanted to go and get things when they could. Uh, get them on demand or right when that, and that's but well there you go but how can that not be a comparison if i can pay five dollars a month and get the books without leaving my house i just might do that just saying just putting it out there folks i want to hear your comments online in the chat room later uh and by the way we will be sticking around after ten thirty to uh, chat with all of you in the uh, chat room for a bit right now I'll, I'll be honest with you i'm not watching the chat room i'm watching the books <laughs> that's my job yeah and we are going to take a quick little break here, gentlemen, for about two minutes. And when we return, I believe Greg has the Think Geek item of the week. And it's really cool. I've seen it. Do you have hey, it? Is- I do. No, okay, I don't have it. You I- have it. I saw it when you had it. And we'll okay, be right did, back. Can I leave it there? Oh. Hey, this is Jeff Smith, the guy who does all the jingles from thejeffsmith.com. And you're listening to Paul the Book Guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Hi. Now that I've got your attention, I'd like to tell you about a great little podcast. Tell me about it. Well, okay. It's called Seventh Row Center, and it's hosted by me, Alex the Movie Guy. I work for Kaiser Soze. Anyway, every week I get together with Weekly Animated's David Hickson. These men are the leaders of a terrorist organization wanted for the abduction of a little monkey. Well, no. We're movie opinionists who give our thoughts about films new and old. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Check out our show. It's called Seventh Row Center, and it's part of the Bear Crawling Nation. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. It's about truth. Malcolm Stark kept an appointment with his soul to meet in a dream and died in his sleep. These things he feared, and in a sense, these things might be called the hands of God, reached forth against sin. It's about life. That was the year my father died, and my mother had to start working again. That was the year that Mike Todd and his friends decided to make my life unbearable. 
I'm sorry, I can't do it, Rex said, frustration coursing in every breath. I'm good at repairing, painting, whatever, but... He trailed off, thinking of a way to convey his thoughts to the architect. It's about the human condition. He didn't say anything. I finished unbuttoning my blouse and turned around. With the moonlight coming through the window, I could see that his face was wet. I started crying too. Il Desperandum, literary fiction in the audio format from the Bear Crawling Nation. www.ndstories.com Hi, this is Orson Scott Card. I'm the author of Ender's Game and The Shadow Books, and you are listening to Paul the Book Guy. Paul the Book Guy. You owe us $2,163. Wait a second. You're charging me $2,000 for an overdue library book? Perhaps if you didn't ignore the overdue notices we sent you for the first 10 years, you wouldn't be in this pickle. That was Al Bundy. He had uh, four touchdowns for Polk High, I believe, one time. <laughs> I love his wife Leela. Yeah, his wife Leela, yes. Uh gentlemen, um I just have to mention Dodd, our friends at Dolly Drive because they saved my butt again tonight. Uh if you go to dollydrive.com, if you have a Mac and you use Time Machine, enter the promo code Paul the Book Guy and you'll get an extra 15% off. Now we're going to talk a little bit about uh Last week we were talking about uh, books as apps and uh, about the blurring of the line between uh, digital books and full applications. I thought we were doing the ThinkGeek thing. Oh, yes, we were. Absolutely. Come on, let's not forget our sponsors. That's right. You'll never make money at this, Paul. Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Think Geek item of the week from ThinkGeek.com. It's got to be our best jingle, too. I love that one. <laughs> Very right. singable. Yeah. Every week we try to come up with something from ThinkGeek uh, website that we have tried, used, loved, and uh, recommended to our listeners. And this is a product that I guarantee you I use every single day. Uh, if you go into this, the chat room, you can see that I put a link in there, but it's called the Spill Not No Spill Mug Holder. And basically what this is is it's a little platform then a little hook that goes above it, if you kind of imagine a fish hook, and then um, a thread of, of sorts, a little ribbon, a little strap. Right. And you basically put your finger in the strap, you put a coffee mug on the platform, and you can, you, you can send your kids running across the room with scalding hot coffee. And unless they hit a chair, trust me, it only happens when they hit a chair, they, will, they cannot spill the coffee. you, you got to see the, the video. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you got to see the video. I have done this. I have I have flung a hot coffee over my head with this product and not spilled a drop in my own house with my $40 China coffee mug. It's the most fantastic thing. I use it every morning to take my coffee, take my wife's coffee to her in the morning. Every morning, wake up, go get coffee. Do you like spin it around your, her upstairs. head? <laughs> Do I what? Do you spin it around your head before you give it to her? No, but I don't have to worry about because <laughs> yeah, I have to walk up the stairs. I don't have to worry about spilling it on yeah, the carpet. Coffee on the or, carpet, yeah. Or or the sudden desire to fling it over your head. What's, what's, 
What's that all about? <laughs> well, if you watch the video, you can see that this guy, he takes it and he can take a, a coffee and spin it around on this platform. And then not only that, but he can then make it so that he never spills it. Even stopping it, he doesn't spill a drop. It's a fantastic little piece of physics, and I wholeheartedly endorse it. I use it every day without a lie. It was the stupidest thing. Uh, one of these days, well, actually, I, I, if I could just tell the story how I got it, um, I, th- I saw it. I thought it was cool. I put it in my wish list. And then just recently when my father passed away, Mr. Alves did the most fantastic thing. And he went, he, he hacked into my ThinkGeek uh, <laughs> account and he went and he bought everything in that thing. Even though I didn't really actually want all those things, he thought that those were things that I wanted. He bought them all, had them shipped to work. I got them. I cried and I thanked him tremendously. And that's how I got my Costa Nostra pizza t-shirt that's how i got my <laughs> spill not mug holder yeah folks if you like the the novel uh snow crash you got to get the costa noster t-shirt <laughs> it's pretty cool oh, that's my for next week i suppose yeah, perfect we will do that next week and that was this week's the think geek item of the week from thinkgeek.com well now we can do it book news uh, back to the uh, the apps. We were talking about apps and, and books, the blurring line between them. Uh, just a few days ago, uh, gentlemen, uh, Amazon released tools for creating books using web technologies. Uh, you'll be familiar with these web technologies, uh, HTML and CSS. Uh, that's what's being used to uh, format and uh, display web pages for you right now. So uh, any of the technologies right now displaying uh, on the web are being incorporated in the uh, KF8 format, which is Kindle Format 8. Uh, the first uh, one that will use it, first device, will be the Kindle Fire. They're going to get a little bit of a head start on everyone. Uh, but iPad and Android users and uh, other Kindle users will soon have uh, access to that content as well. I'm still wondering, how can they, you know, even a, a black and white, the older Kindles that are a little bit slow, I can't see them displaying web, like, you know, crazy html5 animations and and videos so i think they're being a little dishonest in saying that it's going to come to all their devices yeah i don't see how that is possible i think there's going to be limitations there or oh i hope there's either limitations please don't come out in like some sort of fragmented distribution like uh android uh, okay you know what I'm, I'm i'm looking here and although in in one part of the story i believe this was from uh a CBS that had this story on it. They said that. And the other part, they say it's the latest generation e-ink devices. So there you go. I can see that going to like an original Kindle, not impossible. They don't have the, the CPU to do that. I don't no. believe. No, that's not possible. And they don't have the, it doesn't work. Not with the e-ink. Yeah, right. Who really wants to see animations on an e-ink device? That'd just give you a hit. <laughs> yeah. It would be like, like the slowest flip animation you've ever seen. Did you guys ever see the YouTube videos of someone trying to do animation with an actual Etch-a-Sketch? No. Seen, uh, <laughs> there's there's people out there who are actually really good with Etch-a-Sketches and they're able to kind of like do um, more like stop motion. Right. So it's, so they do it and then they kind of erase it and then they go over it and then they kind of erase a line, draw a line, erase a line, draw a line and they're able to do actual little stop motion videos. On a Netsch sketch. That's well, you know. Find the link. We'll post it in the show notes as well. <laughs> I, I'm 
I can't do that, man. I'm watching the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking a peek in the in the chat room, and uh, I like to say, "Hail Caesar!" Looks like uh, uh, the Carricks have joined us. Welcome aboard, and we'll, we'll chat with them after the show. I'll be uh, skyping them into our after show. And what do we call the after show, Jimmy? <laughs> Is Jimmy still with us? It's overtime. So uh, can I say hello to Jesus Chrysler? I just. <laughs> Jesus Chrysler in the chat room. Jesus Chrysler in the chat room. <laughs> Sir Jimmy will pop back up eventually. All right, we're having issues with Skype. God, God bless Skype, Microsoft Skype. That's all I got. Sir Jimmy, say. he's back online now. Let's just go get him. Good for him. He'll pop right back on. Uh, I, there you go. Books on film and television. Speaking of the Golden Globes. The pressure. Well, I'm going <laughs> to hit it with non-Golden Globe uh, news first. Uh, those of you who are regular listeners will know that we're uh, comic book nerds. And uh, when it comes to comic book news, uh, when it comes to film and television, I'm all, I'm all in that. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, 20th Century Fox has started to think uh, about rebooting Fantastic Four. And they're looking oh, to recruit no. a new really? director. So, well, no, hopefully they're going to go more with the comic book again. Let's see, we've, we've had this, again, ongoing conversation about how do you make a comic book movie good? Follow the comic book. Right. When the you break away from the comic book. The storyboard's already made for you. Yes, it has story. <laughs> yes. It's, here's the storyboard. Right. <laughs> All you need is to get like a pile of money, grab the comic book and start shooting. That's what they did with <laughs> Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie, and it worked out really well. Really well. That's what, still one of one of the best adaptations of uh, a comic book to movie. Uh, Iron Man. I, I like that one as well. But um, Joss Whedon has uh, came out. He came out this week and told Entertainment Weekly that the Avengers will unfold from Captain America's perspective. So that's going to be uh, really cool. It kind of explains why Captain America was the last one to be uh, introduced. Why Captain America was the last film to introduce one of the main characters in that uh, franchise. So ah, that's Okay, so that was the and, was the timing on that. Yeah, so that that's interesting there and uh uh the CW has ordered a Green Arrow TV show pilot. So that's that, again, it could be uh they're saying it could be similar to um Smallville. Right. Small Smallville sort of thing. They're not 100% certain how it's going to go, but they're, you know, with the success of Smallville, they're thinking that it could go, that that wouldn't be the worst um, model to Yeah, to I always thought follow. that when they ended that series that they, they would take it on, on to a movie. That would have made sense. Except that they already, have a, they already had a Superman movie in production. Right, for the yeah. longest time. <laughs> right, but, you know, they're, they're already uh, rebooting that franchise with, a modern day Superman, not a, you know, not a Superboy. Right. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, something I wanted to correct myself last week, uh, we were talking about Game of Thrones season two, and I said that uh, April 19th was going to be when it was released. And that's not true. Uh, it's actually April 1st. It was announced this week that it's going to no, be it's a little bit closer. Right, right on April Fool's Day. I believe Jim has some uh, books on film and television news, just to. Uh Break it up there. Just to throw out something a little different? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, well, this isn't really news. This, the, the, uh, this is uh, from a, a number of years ago. But I wanted to just recommend to anyone uh, who 
and let's say like uh, the good, the uh, you know, good cartoons every once in a while, or good animated features. Um, if you've ever read any of the books from the Redwall series uh, by what's his name, uh, Brian Jacks, I believe. I have not. Uh, there's 22 books in the series. The first one came out in '86. Uh, the last one was published just last year. Uh, but the first three books were made into a uh, an animated. TV series, which didn't get a whole lot of airplay, but you can still you can still find it around. You can find it uh, streaming online and and that sort of thing. And <clears throat> my son and I have been uh, having read most of the books. We're making our way through the uh, through the TV series, and it's it's really good. It uh, it's an excellent adaptation of the books. It follows the books very closely. Um, it it doesn't. You know, it, it's certainly not. You know, overly violent, or you know, there's no blood or anything like that. But it does not shy away from the uh, uh, the the violence and the uh, emotional content of the books. It's uh, it's very good, and I recommend everyone should go check it out. Nice. And uh, Greg, do you have any more books on film and television? Well, uh, I'm going to go with uh, what we have so far from the Golden Globes, which we're currently running downstairs in my basement. Nice. Oh, they're in your basement. Say yeah. hi to Ricky Gervais for me. Tell me you did a great job last year. Did, did I make it seem like they were holding the Golden Globes in my basement? That's not exactly <laughs> what I meant, but let's, let's start at the top. Uh, Michelle Williams has won for her role in uh, My Week with Marilyn. Uh, that award would be... I just kind of accidentally deleted that one, so let's just tell you that, that in, in a category, she won. <laughs> Okay. Very professional. All right. All right. There you go. Um, Octavia Spencer just won for uh, Best Supporting Actress in a movie for her portrayal in The Help. So, again, another book that came to film and television, and it won. Uh, Best Animated Movie, The Adventures of Tintin, Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson. Uh, Spielberg accepted that one. He thanked Peter Jackson, and uh, that... that uh, that's really good because Rango was, was anticipated to be the winner in that category. And uh, I can't get around it anymore, but uh, it's kind of a sweep. But Peter Dinklage won for Best Supporting Actor in a TV series, miniseries, or TV movie for his portrayal of Tyrion and Lannister in Game of Thrones. Our podcast um, favorite little person of all time. My favorite character in the whole the whole uh, series. Absolutely. The Best book, actor so. in, in the whole series. Absolutely. Absolutely. So congratulations to Peter Dinklage from all the book guys. I'm sure it means a lot to you. Yes. And uh, I have a little bit, it's uh, again, not news, but uh, a great documentary. Uh, it's called Hey Boo, Harper Lee and To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, it, it came out last year and it had a very, very limited run. And uh, it is on DVD, but uh, it has recently uh, gone to Netflix so it is available on Netflix. And, of course, uh, Kill a Mockingbird, written 50 years ago. Uh, bestseller, probably the most influential American novel of the 20th century. million copies a year. Uh, Greg, the film version with uh, Gregory Peck. Three Academy Awards. Not bad. Not too bad at all. Ooh, I like the how it comes back at us, too. <laughs> yeah, it's the reverb. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah, the film has in it, uh, among others, Tom Brokaw, Roseanne Cash, Oprah Winfrey. 
who I'm still trying to get on the show. Still trying. Oprah, if you're listening, answer my email. <laughs> and others who uh, reflect on the novel's power, influence, and uh, you know, really just how this novel really changed the world around it. As people were reading this novel, it was literally changing the, the, the society around it. It was so powerful uh, and moving in the, at the time. Can I just free on myself and, and just best actress? Michelle Williams won for best actress in a movie. It's a little category, but it's it's important. Very nice. Very it's nice. tragic what that girl's done to her hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. It's like I, I saw one of the guy, these guys at the mall today. The, you know the guys who put the little hoops in their ears and then just keep going with the bigger and the bigger and the bigger hoops? But this guy had now decided, of course, to take the hoops out. So now he just had this big flabby hole of, of an ear. I just think it's tragic. <laughs> and the guy tragic. was, he wasn't old. Like, what do you do when you're old and you all of a sudden don't want to look like a, a bushman? Good times. I have some right. uh, listener feedback from uh, from Twitter. I think we need a, like a Tweety jingle. Tweedly, tweedly, tweet. Oh, very nice. Who did that? <laughs> I'm not sure. It was one of the gyms. <laughs> uh, well, first is from uh, Waltroon on Twitter, Walter Ellis. He says, I can't make Smashword work for me. I'm baffled. Any suggestions, book guy? And uh, yes, not only suggestions, but we're going to have... Uh, Mark Coker, the CEO of Smashwords, is going to be on next week for an interview. And uh, we'll, we'll add, get him to help you out there, Walter. What uh, does he mean by work? I to, don't know. To buy that's something what, or to publish I, something? I, I did respond to him and, and I said, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of a vague question. But uh, look, you know, email me a more, you know, uh, specific question and we'll ask Mark uh, on the next show. Because hey, uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I, I have a book on Smashwords. I'm not going to plug it here. But, um, you know, it's it, I found it fairly easy to use it took a while to actually get all the distribution that's, through that's but, what everyone says it's you know, so it, easy to pump everything out to itunes and amazon yep. the 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 only the only real criticism that i could have of smashwords is that you know as you're trying to do your book layout you are very limited in what you can do right okay as, as far as the but layout? it is very powerful you know so you that's that's kind of a you usually get that trade-off anyway but, right a give and take yeah yeah so you are limited in in how you can lay it out but once you sort of understand what they're looking for it's very easy to do and mm -hmm, cause you know, I'm told very you, easy like, to kick things out so. uh, i was speaking with oh, i forgot who i was speaking with but they, they told me that uh after they had to publish their first book that like their second one they had it online in like an hour after they finished it yeah that sounds about right yeah so uh, we'll be talking to Mark Coker of uh, Smashwords next week. Uh, and uh, other listener feedback. Waiting for the tweet. There you go. Scott McKenzie. <laughs> I'm still not sure who's doing it. I know it wasn't Greg unless he does ventriloquism. Uh, no, Scott, Mc <laughs> Scott that, McKenzie. That'd be, that'd be Sir Jimmy. We'll, we'll throw that uh, out there. There you go. It's Sir, Sir Jimmy. Electronic, like, virtual electronic ventriloquism. I'm, no. I'm getting a lot better. <laughs> Now, uh, Scott McKenzie, of course, the author of uh, One Day in Gimmo Nation and uh, Krampus Christmas Tale, he tweeted uh, the podcast Orson Welles on the air deserves a mention on the show. And it includes the Harry Lime, the third man audio dramas. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a look at it and uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it next week. This uh, this podcast Orson Welles on the air, you know, recommended by Scott McKenzie and uh, Zach Mann in, on Twitter. We're getting better at this, but I'm still waiting for the tweet. Hang on. There. <laughs> he says, have you checked out uh, audiodirectory.com? Oh, it's theaudiodramadirectory.com. 
and uh, Audio Drama Talk. Uh, yeah, we're going to check those out too. We'll, have, we'll talk about a couple of these uh, audio drama sites next week. Zach, man, thank you very much. And uh, really thanks to everyone who has been uh, sending in uh, comments and whatnot. And that, I believe that's it for the uh, books on film and television, unless someone else has won a Golden Globe. No, not that I can see. Nothing that has uh, any relevance to <laughs> books, audiobooks, audio dramas. Or podcasts. Or da, 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 All right, so da, da, then da, da. I'm going to take this opportunity to, uh, on this first live show, to say thank you to uh, everyone. Uh, all the people on Twitter joining the conversation. Uh, of course, we can't name you all. We don't have enough hours in the day. Uh, I would like to thank uh, my good friends Terrence and Kasha and little Maya Santos who did the audiobook with me. Uh, she she narrated Krampus, A Christmas Tale. Uh, all of our friends and family, the Carricks, Donna Carrick and Alec Carrick. Uh, I'd like to, love to see them come back and talk to us again. Donna's uh, on in the chat room. She wants to say hello. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, Zach Mann, of course, who's always tweeting us. Good man. Uh... Scott McKenzie, Rhino the Bearded, J.F. Lawrence, Three Women, Three Books, Daniel Blanchard, Kathleen Hamburg, David Green, The Pickled Piper, <laughs> Gay Lynn Woods, Lara Bailey, and all you great people who registered at bookguys.ca or previously at paulthebookguy.com, which is really the same website. It's going to be an easy transition for everyone. Uh, this really is your show. We, we keep saying it's our show and we can do whatever we want. It's your show. You're listening. It's uh, your comments, your feedback that keep us going. Uh, I'm going to keep going here, guys. <laughs> it's a hey, long one. <laughs> I got something to throw in for all the please, uh, the please. actual live listeners tonight. Yes, yes. Um, if they want to go to freehollowbooks.com, send me an email, or they don't even have to go. They can just send an email to freehollowbooks at gmail.com. This isn't going to be available if you're downloading the podcast tomorrow. You're live right now listening. Boom, send an email, tell them you're listening to the show live, and somebody's going to win a free book. I'm just going to pick them randomly. Somebody's ah, going to get one. Very nice. I have another giveaway to do as well, Jimmy. Thank you very nice. That's very nice of you. Um, yeah, we want to thank all the people, that not only people that have been reading, but the ones that are participating on the website, posting the great stories. Uh, that includes you, Greg. Thank you very thank you. much for posting all those great books on film and television stories. Uh, we got Phyllis jo Johnson, Nancy Nagel, Jill Edmondson, uh, thank you very much. Uh, our new uh, blogger, Audio Bibliophile, uh, his name is Paul. Oh, but if he calls himself Paul the Audiobook Guy, that's it. I'm, I'm sending a team of lawyers. I'm just kidding, Paul. Thank you very much for your stories. And uh, all of our uh, other contributors who are joining up uh, soon. Uh, big, big things happening to the site soon. Uh, I want to thank Pat Vickstrom from Pat Vickstrom Digital, who is working on our new logo. Should be up there soon. There's a long list here. It's like an Academy Award. Uh, the music's going to play soon. They're going to hook me off the stage. Um, I want to thank Sir Jeff Smith, who created our amazing theme song and, not, and also who uh, recreated it uh, with the Book Guys theme. Uh, I want to publicly, again, thank Mr. John C. Dvorak and his partner in crime, Adam Curry, for hosting us on their stream, uh, as well as Mr. Oil and Gitmo Slave, uh, who keep the stream running. And thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate having you as an audience. And uh, stay in the chat room, and we are going to uh, we're going to continue. So, what's coming up in your uh, in your bookshelves, gentlemen? What's happening? What's in the queue on Book Mountain? I can tell you, I have quite a few things here. One of them is the Pompeii Hollow Book Club, and I just got a copy. This might have something to do with you, Sir Jimmy. 
I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the um, that's the guy. Any, I, I just have a Google alert set up for Hollow Books, and that came through one time, and I got in contact with the author, and he was uh, very um, receptive. He's talking about maybe coming on the show, and he said he was going to send a few books over. It's not out in hardback yet, and once he gets a hardback available, I'll cut it all up. Yeah, for him. is it more? To, is it impossible to to make a, a Hollow Book out of a, like a soft cover like that? Nope, I can I can certainly do it. I've done several of them. It's just it's hard to use it as an everyday kind of book because as you open and close the cover a bunch, it it tends to not want to and, stay and, closed. And I believe Mr. Mark Antill wanted us to um, give away one of these uh, books of the the Pompey Hollow Book Club, and I'll do that right now. Uh, I'm going to say Jimmy already gave away something to the chat room. Uh, I'm going to give it away to our podcast listeners. So if you email. Uh, We'll call it, well, let's try paulthebookguy at me.com. Email there and uh, put in the subject line, the ho- the Pompeii Hollow Book Club. And I'll choose one of you at random and uh, we'll, we'll send that out to you. Uh, Mr. Greg, I believe you have a podcast? Well, just this past week, uh, as part of the CES that uh, concluded, um, the International Academy of web television announced its winners of the if its inaugural awards uh so i have a whole list of uh podcasts that have won awards uh many many different categories you can go to iawtv.org uh, and uh, click on the link for their their uh, award winners but uh one of the podcasts that i listen to every single day um tech news today with tom merritt yeah, one great show. For, yeah. yeah, one for best news web series, and then another uh, podcast that uh, you know it's one of those ones I, w- I would like to have brought, but it's it's kind of it's kind of fluff content, so it's it's not the type of stuff that I really want people to know that I follow <laughs> intently. But um, does it have seventies music in the background or anything? No, no, it, but it does have to do with uh, World of Warcraft. Okay, Loose, loosely, but uh, the Guild one. Ah uh, yes, that is a fun. That's a, that's actually a pretty fun video cast. Yeah, and it's available on uh, on my Xbox now, so I just kind of like go grab it every time. And I'm just gonna loosely uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six awards for uh, the guild. Very nice. Best web comedy series, best writing, uh, best directing, best female performance for Felicia Day, uh, and best website design. Nice. Hey, Greg, so I'm just I interrupt you for a second. You know uh, those uh, Skull Candy headphones I bought? We talked yes. about it on the show. And that yes. that, that whole having a beer opener inside the, the headband? Completely yes. useless until right now <laughs> when I'm tethered to the podcast. I have an, an Erdinger Dunkel beer here, and I had no way oh. of opening it. And I realized I had a beer opener on my head. <laughs> on your head. Now, I want to see you actually, you know open the beer bottle upside down because I know the beer the <laughs> no it actually uh, the, the the little bottle opener actually comes inside the thing and I just sort of put it back in right now so, sorry to interrupt <laughs> oh no I, hey uh, so I'm just looking at this and in addition to uh, in addition to the guild Felicia Day also won several awards for her uh, her portrayal in uh, the podcast or web video Dragon Age Redemption right uh, so Dragon Age Redemption also won, uh, looks like four, four awards here as well. So, uh, again, nice little, uh, nice little list. 
too many too many uh, categories to mention, but uh, and there's nothing that we have. Uh, can you give, can you give out the, have, uh, uh, the URL again, just so people can check it out? Oh yeah, the URL is uh, iawtv.org. I'm gonna nice. copy and paste it into the chat room. So who's a, who's actually selecting these awards? Is it juried? Is it public voting? What's the what's the mechanism here? The mechanism the uh, chosen by a majority vote among the active voting membership of the nominees. Ah, there are 350 officially subscribed web series, and the winners were presented with the awards celebrating the outstanding achievements across 32 different categories. So the uh, process, it looks like they have um, a committee. Now, now, Jim, are there any podcasts that you uh, oh. you listen to every day other than Nildis Brandom? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. There's Nildis Brandom. There's the uh, there's the book guys. I listen to that one every once in a while. That's pretty decent. Now, now I know you're lying because <laughs> we, we didn't change our name until right now. <laughs> hey, Jim, uh, do everybody a favor and spell Nildis Brandom. Uh, first word nil, N-I-L. Second word desperandum, D-E-S-P-E-R-A-N-D-U-M. Ndstories.com. Yes. <laughs> That's why the URL is Ndstories.com. It's much easier mm-hmm. to spell. Um, no, if I can you know, throw out a plug for uh, uh, those of you who are into fiction, especially if you like uh, your science fiction, uh, you should definitely be listening to Starship Sofa. Love Starship that podcast. Starshipsofa.com. Yes. Uh, which actually won the Hugo uh, back in 2010, so that's a pretty big deal. Did they really? They won a Hugo Award? Yes, they did. Wow, I, I didn't realize that. I, I, I really, wow, okay. Yeah, they they won for best fanzine. Very nice, very nice. Um, I'm, I'm again uh, this American Life that I mentioned last week, and we we play that trailer for the you know the whole guy visiting the iPhone factory in China. Another stunning episode. <laughs> I don't know how they get all this content, but man. <laughs> It's probably called having lots of money, I guess. But uh, just a f- phenomenal episode. Again, this guy does a... He went to China, brought brought a translator, managed to, like, you know, get himself standing in front of the Foxconn, like, complex and talk to people. And, hey, does anyone want to talk about the working conditions? And apparently after a while, he was, like, you know, down the block from the, from the place because the lineup kept getting bigger. <laughs> people wanted to talk to him. And uh, yeah, just phenomenal. And he, and he turns it into a one-man like uh, stand-up show. We just sort of, uh, you know, soliloquy type thing. And uh, it was recorded. And wow, that 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 podcast blows me away every week. Just saying, Sir Jimmy. I have uh, I have news from the Golden Globes. Oh, breaking news! The breaking news from the Golden Globes. This just in. Brian Selznick book, which was adapted by Martin Scorsese in 2011, has just received the the Golden Globe for Best Director, Martin Scorsese. Very good. Very good. Martin Scorsese's got a lot of work out there. A lot of good work. You threw enough stuff up. Uh, Sir Jimmy, any podcast that you listen to every day you want to give a plug? Well, I got one that's kind of crazy. It's called Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. <laughs> okay. Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. You might know Michael Ian Black. He does some commercials. He's on I Love the 80s. And Tom Cavanaugh used to be on the TV show Ed about the guy that owned the bowling alley. Right. Anyway, right. Every, once a week they just they eat a snack and they rate it. But, like, the first half hour of the show is just them cutting up and just, I mean, they're making – 
dirty jokes and beating one another up and just just rambling on and on. They got such a, a really neat uh, dynamic between the two. And then then they'll eat like a Snickers bar and they'll rate it and they, <laughs> you know, it's very entertaining. You know, good good forty five minutes. Forty five minutes, nice. That sounds yeah. interesting. I might actually take a listen. Ah, uh, good times, good times. Uh, I can't think of any other podcasts right now other than, uh, you know, the, the usual suspects for myself, Mac Break Weekly, another fantastic podcast with uh, Leo Laporte and friends. Uh, uh, the emergency broadcast system. Yes, of course. The emergency broadcast system with Crackpot and Crackpot, <laughs> <laughs> as, as we've been called. Uh, good times. The Book Guy Show, and we'll be changing all the names, folks, but uh, the, the old uh, website URLs will work. Uh, but we are available at bookguys.ca. And uh, our iTunes, uh, you can search us currently. Uh, if you still, someone accidentally puts in Paul the Book Guy, they should still be able to find us. Uh, I think I've uh, worked it out that way. Have any of you guys seen uh, the movie trailers for the upcoming Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance? Oh, just yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, what, and what are you thinking? You seem to be cringing, but how, yeah. however, it kind of looks. Decent. Yeah, right up until the end. I don't know which version you saw, but the one where he's peeing fire. <laughs> I don't think I saw the that. One where that just the, the whole the whole trailer was kind of okay, and then they they, they caught him peeing fire, and I just looked at that and I said, "You just cheesed up the whole trailer, fromage, my friend." So that does not look. I don't know. I don't know who their tar- target demo was on that one. Well, it was it was awfully really. It's really good skulls and flames and and you know they've got the devil in there and it's it's it looks great and and not a bad comic book. I mean, it was the whole inner clash between himself and the, and the demon that possesses him, who he kind of reigns in and uses for good. But uh, I don't know. I, I watched the first one and it wasn't quite there for me. Just yeah, wasn't close enough to the. Well, I'm I'm hoping that they can get this one right. I, I, the first one wasn't fantastic goes back to what and we said can. earlier here's the comic book it's it's your pre-made storyboard it's a two-hour movie you know already printed out many years ago and you know geez. i shake my head but I, I i totally agree i i just i don't know how some of these people although remember we saw that thing with kevin smith on how sometimes these comic book uh, yeah, how these, these movies get put together, right? <laughs> get, uh, yeah, how they get written and, and what the director's ideas are. And I'm kind of glad that the, the at least there's the no giant spider houses, in it. Yeah, they're being more careful in who they get to direct their right. films, so there's no giant spiders at the end. And I'm going to bring another book. Speaking of comic books, I have uh, Superman: The Complete History. Uh, it is more of a picture book. So again, Greg, it's kind of like the Star Wars one you're talking about, uh, where I would rather read it as a bathroom Bible uh, rather than, you know, sit and read it all week long and then get back to it. It's kind of the thing that you, you'd leave in the John. So uh, I will be bringing that to the table, though, either next week or next. Ah. It's kind of cool. It's got a lot of the classic stuff in it. Uh, How the big history. is it? Um, it's bathroom Bible size. It's probably, okay. uh, you know, it's like a, a tra- giant... Uh, uh, trade paperback type thing. Uh, not as big as the Star Wars book you were looking at. I was, I was looking forward to talking to Chris uh, Chris Jaeger this week about uh, the uh, Stephen King's 112263. Because I know he just finished it. And I was going to bring uh, my daughter, Rebecca, on to do the uh, the book report that she did. She did write it out on ah. uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Camp Cabin Fever. 
but uh, it probably wasn't the best idea for our first live show to have a ten-year-old out here. And, uh, <laughs> well, absolutely. So. Tell her that. Tell her she's definitely on for next week. She's Try all excited it. about it. This Excellent. is a little bit past her bedtime. Rebecca, the book girl. <laughs> I'm going to let her listen to this podcast just so she hears that. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a book girl. That's it. If I if She'll I be know our first book all, girl, she's... I believe. Oh, look at that! She's standing right beside me. <laughs> <laughs> she comes out of nowhere. <laughs> she must have the iPhone under the cover. She's got the stream on. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has the iPad out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sir Jimmy, what are you hollowing out? Is there anything you're reading? I know you finished the uh, the Steve Jobs book, and you've You've already carved it out, have you? I have not carved it out. As a matter of fact, I've been a little lax finishing that book. Um, uh, I, I actually put a, a, a different cover on the book just so I can carry it around and not tear up the original cover. And every time I look at it, it says Tom Clancy uh, Patriot Games. And I'm, <laughs> I don't even give it a second look. I just look at it every day, and I don't see his face, so I don't even think to remember to read it. But uh no, I've been I've been carving out all sorts of things. I'm working on a whole set of encyclopedias right now that's going to be so big you'd be able to slide a shotgun into it. <laughs> and uh, Sir Jimmy, when you pick up the thing and it says Tom Clancy, are you reading it wondering why is there all these computers in here? Not no one's shot each other yet. Yeah, I'm like, how is this guy going to kill anybody? He's not even wearing any shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's remind everybody where to reach us as we're we're getting close to the end of the show. But uh, uh, I'm at Paul the Book Guy. There's a Book Guys Twitter now that you can follow. Uh, Mr. Greg, I'm at Greg the Book Guy, or you can email me at Greg the Book Guy at gmail dot com. Oh. Sir Jim, Sir Jimmy can be found at at Free Hollow Books, and uh, Mr. Jim Phillips, and you can find me at uh, on Twitter at at Jim the Book Guy. Uh, yes, and if you go to bookguys.ca, um, I will put there a list of all the book guys except Chris, just out of spite because he didn't show up today. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll put a, uh, all of us here, all five book guys, and I'll even put uh, I'll put uh, Rebecca, the book girl's uh, cartoonized picture, but I won't put her contact info because she's too young. We don't want people emailing her. So when you go to okay. uh, .ca, do you have to have some special app or like uh, box yes, you, plugged into your laptop to make that work? You have to have maple <laughs> syrup with you and uh, <laughs> be able to yeah. pronounce a boot properly. You have to yeah. put a piece of Canadian bacon into your CD drive. Now, we told you all about that, Jimmy, already. You, Canadian bacon. Uh, folks, you know what? We didn't say it, say it on this podcast, so just as a, a public service, if anyone tries to sell you Canadian bacon, that's the bacon we don't eat. Yes. that's We call that back bacon. We don't, right. we don't eat that all the time. We eat bacon. That's correct. Just bacon. Yeah. Well, you know what, folks? Hey. We, we are at... Um, we are at uh, this time. We're going to close off the uh, the show, gentlemen, just because we can. And ladies and gentlemen, I am Paul the Book Guy. I'm Greg the Book Guy. I'm Jim the Book Guy. And I am Sir Jimming you. We'll see you next week, folks. Stick around in the chat room. We're going to go into overtime right after this. book readers and book listeners Paul the book guy will be back next week same book time same book channel